Welcome to the Psychedelic Suitcase. I'm Dave McNee. Have you ever felt stuck? Is life playing out the way that you thought it would? The thought of changing your situation is scary, because oftentimes these types of changes come with an emotional and sometimes financial risk. But change doesn't have to be something you fear. When embraced, it can open up a whole new world you didn't know existed. There is comfort in routine, though, and not all routine is bad. In fact, many view routine as a foundation of success. Making your bed in the morning is often noted as a routine that prepares your mind for a successful day by giving you a sense of accomplishment right off the bat. Or someone like Steve Jobs, who wore the same outfit every day because it was one less thing his mind had to think about. But what if you looked at change as a constant in your life? What would that look like? But what if you seek out change? New experiences, new states of consciousness. The show's going through a big change. So after spending the last four months at an art installation in Nova Scotia, Canada, we've packed up our bags and we have just recently, just the last few days, moved to Portugal, volunteering, like we did in Canada, just to explore different ways of living. And Portugal won't be the, the final stop for sure. Uh, we might be here for a few months and then head somewhere else. And we found this place in Portugal that is a small little farm type setup where they're trying to build a self-sustaining community and they're growing their own food. We've got animals we take care of every day and it seems like a nice place to call home for a while. Embracing change also allows you to gain new perspectives. It's made us view how to live life in a slightly different way. But change is scary. Even coming on this trip was a bit nerve-wracking, not knowing we're going to travel this far, not knowing if we're going to like it. We don't have much of a backup plan. But the plan going forward is to find more situations like this around the globe, and we really hope you'll come along for the ride. What this episode's going to be about is trying to embrace change as a, well, in our lives anyway, a, a constant. We're going to talk to Jennifer, who we met a little while ago up in Nova Scotia, Canada, after many years of living the life that she thought she was supposed to. She embraced change in a big way and, and hasn't looked back. Here's Jennifer talking about where she came from and the transition she made into her new life. Southern Ontario. You know, just a little farm country, tiny little house, very traditional parents, and a very, very narrow trajectory for life. I did 4-H to learn how to be a good farm wife. And so, yes, I married a high school sweetheart, 30 years of marriage, and it was all very... Um, I cried when I heard... I was 19, and I cried when I heard that he had smoked marijuana. <gasps> that meant that his life was over, right? Because this was 1974. You were going to be, you were going to grow hair out of your ears and whatnot. But then, it didn't. took a, about a year and a half, and I said, you know, maybe I would, I'd like to try it. Tried it a little bit, um, just very, very occasional for a few years. Had children and never again. Until, yeah. Until I was, actually just before I turned 50, my, my husband left. And that carpet was pulled out. It devastated me. 
totally catatonically devastated. There were issues in the marriage as anything you know you go through you go through your sessions of of counseling and then it just comes back even better and then you start to slide and we were in a slide and we're working to try to pull it back together that was what I saw happening let's get back you know something's we're gonna heal this again but for him he said his question to me was, will you set me free? And when someone just says that, you kind of go, you know, you have to. I'll never forget the day we told the children. My daughter was home from university, and we just sat, and we were in each other's arms saying, we're separating. What? (laughs) This isn't the way it should look. And no, there was never any, you know, returning to alcohol or or drugs for escape. Never had that. Never had that in my family. You know, that wasn't a part of my parents, my heritage. You know, goody two shoes here. <laughs> then I met a man who changed my life. He just introduced me to something different. And planted a seed that just, I have flourished from. He introduced me to the world of Burning Man. And to the, to the, the Toronto world, the downtown world, which was, for me, I thought that was the big bad wolf down there. That was a bad place. What I found was it was an incredible place. It was full of creation, full of music, full of um, comedy, full of just this world that was, that I was thirsting for, and I didn't know that. And I kind of got pulled into that world or embraced by that world. The circus community in Toronto. The... Burning Man community in Toronto. That world allowed me to to break open, to do things that I would never have expected I would do. And, but it was really safe. Really safe. Really open. And, and there's no judgment. My f- first Burning Man, 2010... The Burning Man community in Toronto does a lot of local events. So a local event with the Toronto community or the Southern Ontario community. And everyone kept saying, we're going to give J-Rock some mushrooms this weekend. (laughs) And I swear, there were so many people kept saying, I want to be there. I want to see that. I want to see her on mushrooms. Uh, tell me when. I'm going to watch it. And it was, oh, the direction was just just start with half. And <laughs> that's all it took. <laughs> Pretty epic. <laughs> Change your perspective. It doesn't have to be moving to another country. It could also be through the use of psychedelics. Oftentimes, they open up worlds you didn't know existed and make you see the world that you're in a little bit differently. 
of course, a lot of people have been telling me what, you know, what it was going to feel like. And then there's a lot of very caring people who's, who were aware. So, you know, again, aware that I was doing this for the first time. It was incredibly safe. And it was also incredibly safe to do whatever it it wanted to do. Um, and I remember the the some of the moments that were so f- ridiculously funny. Um, a friend and I wandering off into a field, and there's a you know like a post because this is there's art all over. But so this piece of art in the field, and it's I don't know what time in the in the dark of the night. And we stood there and we made phone calls to imaginary people and created an entire story. And we laughed and laughed and laughed. And I, everything about that, it, it, I won't forget the feeling because it was so unique for me. Almost innocent. I mean, taking drugs is innocent, right? But it's taking a mushroom and just having no no filters uh, and, and being with people that just know how to play like, like the kindergarten class. I think that's so much of what Burning Man is. Burning Man is the primary... A school playground with some really, really good equipment. And, you know, it's art class and gym class. All those things that we have so much fun with. And it's grown-ups doing it. The things that we forgot. Now, one thing, a lot of people will say Burning Man is all drugs. And it's not. It's, it's, really not it's people that perhaps through using them just know how to just let it go and you don't need you don't need to have the other tools all the time to to allow that so anyway so that was my first um, experience in 10 years ago with something other than cannabis. 10 years ago, I was 53. Yeah. A safe environment is key. Here Jennifer talks about an ayahuasca experience that could have gone better. And that's when I started really looking into more about ayahuasca and then I started asking around about it and yes I knew friends who had journeyed many times and some a part of them that I had never asked about um decided yeah I, I it's time I'd like to see I wasn't in it to for the psychedelic effect I was in it to see what kind of journey, what would it do. 
just the entire experience wasn't good from the from the beginning I wasn't in a really good headspace I didn't it, just before I went my mother was not she was in a slow process of dying and I'd visited her just before and like on my way to do this journey I came out you know she didn't know who I was and any of that so I went to this thing in a really dark place, yes. It, the, that whole year had started off very dark. Um, into a, like a suicidal dark. That's where I was. And, and that was again why I wanted to, to do that journey. The place that I did it with, and the person I did it with, um, you know, a, a self-proclaimed shaman, and it was in a very, very cold basement. Um, I hadn't been told to bring a mattress, and so I was on the concrete floor, and I didn't bring a blanket, so physically uncomfortable. You know, everyone around me were on mattresses and sleeping bags, and here I'm, and and the environment that he set up wasn't. He was playing stupid loud music. Not conducive to. Well, be yeah, like like what I found Icaros after Icaros. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, yes, I experienced some things. A lot of purging, a lot of crying, um, a lot of I felt a lot of frustration. And a couple times I went to the shaman and asked, you know, can you please turn turn that s stupid music down? Um. And he said, oh, just learn to block it out. And then he and some another person in the room with us were having a loud conversation. Not conversation, but joking conversation. And suddenly there'd be laughter. And it's like, whoa, I didn't. So it was really, I'll say maybe neutral, not negative experience. Yeah, neutral. It could have been better. That was the only time I did ayahuasca, and I've, I'm ready to try that again. Here's some of Jennifer's experiences with psychedelics. Sitting, I don't know, two or three in the morning, just in front of my tent with someone else who was camping nearby, and like, sort of part of my camp, and watching this unbelievable procession of art cars and people and music just constantly going by just, wow he said to me do you want to try it and I didn't know what it was it was just a few letters and sure I was game <laughs> I was I felt safe I was I didn't particularly know that person until that week um, but he was the friend of friends and we sat there and he described what was going to happen you know, he said, it's only going to last a few minutes, but it's like, whoa. And sure enough, I smoked it. 
And it was, it took that outrageously incredible, colorful, creative scene and distorted it to something I'd never seen or experienced before. And then it was over. And actually it wasn't long, no, it was a year after. Because the end, this horrible year that started off suicidally, started off, um, a lot of things were going on in my life. I physically wasn't well, mentally wasn't well. I went to Burning Man, had um, a very unusual experience there. And came back and within two weeks, I had retired. I came back and two weeks after Burning Man, my dad died. And my mom died five weeks later. So that whole year was pretty shit. So this friend, she just kind of scooped me up. We went to Tulum with um, tents. And we just put up on the beach. But yeah, we sh- um, she knew people. And we just did a little DMT ceremony on the beach. It's very, very private, very quiet, very intimate. And just the sounds of this. The way I would expect a journey should be. Has has taking psychedelics enhanced? Yes. I think because I've been very cautious and done it very, very judiciously, very intentionally. Um, there were, there's no expectation. There's no responsibility. There's no um, deadline. It's in a very, yeah. Um, and, and I think I felt like that about doing anything. If you're going to have something, you're going to have it to enjoy it. Not because you need it. No. So anytime I will... Is that open a bottle of wine that has been in there for weeks, just waiting for the right moment? And he goes, this is the right moment. I felt that I was more reliant on um, on a prescription and more afraid to come off a prescription than I would ever be on 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 taking... Uh, the, the occasional psychedelic, psychedelic yeah. yes yeah um it's taken me a couple of years to finally get off uh off that prescription and I am and I feel so much in control of that now I don't feel that I'm going I'm, I've exchanged I haven't come off one uh, product and replaced it. I'm hoping to to do another ayahuasca journey soon. And I'm hoping that it will give to me what insights, things that I need 
to, or I want to, um, to know more about personally. So I had the ayahuasca is still sitting in the, it's, it hasn't baked yet. But no, it's like, it's, you know, I, I've got the recipe ready. It's all set to go. I just need to, to, to let that grow. Um, I feel cannabis. Um, I feel like I am using it intentionally um, you know to help me to to do a task like okay I you know pulling things together for Burning Man and you know my brain is just kind of like fuzzed out it's tired it's like I don't want to fold more laundry and a little little joint and it's like okay and I think that's this with something like a very gentle drug, like a cannabis or a mushroom, it just frees that spirit. Whereas something more chemical, and something like MDMA, ecstasy, yeah, it it frees up far too much because you lose some sensibility. And... It, 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 I, I feel like I lose control. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> even though, even though with these others, you know, I'm letting them control, but I think that's a conscious decision. It really doesn't suck, especially <laughs> if you want to roll another joint. <laughs> Shall I? Okay. So that was our talk with Jennifer. One thing I didn't mention is I knew her for a brief time in her previous life, and she seems a lot happier now, a lot more content, and she's off on her own journey, exploring and connecting with people herself around the world. Whether you embrace change or not, it will happen. I'm not saying that we've found the answer, but we are enjoying the ride and are far from getting off of it. With constant change, you have to be somewhat grounded and know who you are. And even with the stability of routine, I didn't know who I was. I have a better sense of that now. And it's all because of change. The Psychedelic Suitcase is produced by Carolyn Myers and myself, your host, Dave McNee. I hope you'll join us next time when we unpack more of the Psychedelic Suitcase. Until next time, safe travels.